This this is the Impressions Exchange Podcast. Impressions Exchange Podcast. Where all topics impacting the graphic imaging and printing industry are addressed via in-depth news coverage, analysis, and timely interviews. Hi, I'm Denise Gustafson, Editorial Director for Printing United Alliance and the guest host for this special Printing Impressions podcast series in celebration of Women's History Month, highlighting the women in the printing industry. During this series, I'll have the opportunity to talk with women from all segments of the industry about their experiences and their journey as a woman in the printing industry. So today it's my pleasure to welcome Jenny Harris. She's Executive Vice President of Phase 3, which is based in Atlanta, Georgia. So Jenny, welcome. Good morning. Good morning. So I guess just to kind of get us started, can you tell me a little bit about the work that you do? Sure. So Phase 3, we are ideation to execution, um, encompassing everything from a full suite of creative, um, public relations, marketing, strategy, through printing, specialty and digital printing, both small and large format, warehousing and fulfillment, and pretty much everything in between. So kind of soup to nuts. Definitely. So how did you guys get started or how did you get started in printing really more so than the company? Let's see, um, long, long, long time ago, been in the industry for roughly 25 years. And um, I had just recently sold my business, didn't know anything about printing other than the print that I bought for my company. Headhunter came and found me and asked me if I would be interested in a, um, a lucrative sales position in digital printing. And I said, I'd be interested in talking to them. And the GM just really won me over. I thought I'd give it a shot. And here, here I am today. So what were you doing before you got into printing, if you don't mind me asking? Sure. So I started my career with American Express right okay. out of college, back when travel was a very glamorous job to have. I got to travel the world on the American Express travel side, um, did that for several years, and then ended up owning with a partner, a apartment locating service in okay. Atlanta before the internet kind of ages me, but there was no, no internet at the time. And we, um, we specialized in town and all of the cool places. And we did that for about four and a half years, sold the business, and then I had no job. So I had to go find something new to do for a living and, um, headhunter found me and here, here I am today. That is so interesting of a jump for, <laughs> to move basically realty into printing. Definitely. And that was in the day on the digital printing side where it was just becoming a thing. Mm -hmm. It was a glamorized color copy. So really having to get out and try to sell something that wasn't what it we were marketing it to be um, early on in the industry. It was um, it was a lot of fun, challenging, but a lot of fun. Interesting. Now, I mean, obviously this is not where you thought you were going to end up when you were, you know, growing up, you obviously, you know, you were travel realtor, you know, as a realtor, um, now we're in printing. So, I mean, what, I mean, what did you kind of want to do? I mean, is, I mean, where did you start from, you know, from a young age? I think from a young age, um, my mother was an entrepreneur. Um, mm -hmm. my father was a professor and my mother was an entrepreneur and I watched my mom, um, build a business and just work her tail off. And I knew that I wanted to do something big like my mom. Um, I think earlier on, I wanted to be a doctor 
until I realized that I couldn't pay attention in school and that was a whole lot of school. So I had to come up with a backup plan and um, I really enjoy people. So sales was kind of where I was being pulled. Um, having the opportunity to interact with people that and I am about as competitive as they come. So the <laughs> challenge of um, the sale has always been something that I've been drawn to. So in in everything that I've done, there's been some component, I guess, of sales and people. People, entrepreneurship, you know, mm -hmm. really building and working that. So obviously your mother has had a huge influence on your career. Definitely. Is that, is she the only one? And I guess, you know, what lessons have people kind of taught you as you've, you know, moved through the industry? Oh my goodness. I've had the opportunity to work with so many amazing people um, that, taught me about leadership. They taught me about business. Um, they um, taught me that, you know, there's, there's always, there's always an away, a way around a, a challenge through it, over it, around it. Um, and, you know, don't stop until you're ready to stop. So lots of people, lots of people I've had the opportunity to learn um, and be inspired by, learn from and be inspired by. Now, you know, you talk the, you know, challenges over, under, through, in some cases, you just kind of have to manage and go through, but as a woman, especially in printing, which tends to be very, very much male dominated, which it's changing, which is really, really good. Um, Cause I've been talking, you know, with a lot of women, but my question is, you know, what has that been a barrier for you in your career, especially in printing being a woman? Um, I think that it could be a barrier in any, um, industry that you try to work, try to work in. Um, yes, uh, this industry specifically earlier on was, um, very male dominated. And I think that the, um, the ability to multitask and nurture and combine that with a drive has, given me, um, uh, the, I guess the, the will to go around it, over it, through it, whatever mm -hmm. needed to get done to not pay much attention to it, do my best not to pay any attention to it. Yeah. And for you, you have a strong personality. So in some ways, you know, that's, that's a benefit to you, but not all women are built that way. So I think it makes it a little bit more difficult for others. Definitely would agree. Um, it, I think that, um, women face the critique of, um, if you are a strong personality and you're strong willed and you're driven, um, there's, there's different descriptors used for us that aren't necessarily used for men. And, um, me personally, I've tried not to get too hung up on that. Mm -hmm. Um, I try very hard to be empathetic, but not emotional, um, which, for me personally, I think that has helped. Um, while I do consider myself to be a very emotional person, I take a pause and try to state the facts and um, state them in a, I'm not asking a question, I'm stating the facts and here's here's how we're going to roll, Yeah, which has worked for me. Um, but I do agree with you. Not everyone has the personality that I have. So I think each of us has different challenges being a woman in the workplace. 
Yeah. Even being able just to, you know, because we women tend to be a little bit more emotional mm -hmm. to be able to take the breath or take a step back before we kind of move forward and deal with something. I think that's something everybody, male, female, anybody can learn from. Um, because sometimes I think we tend to go for a lot of knee jerk reactions. Um, but again, that's some way that I guess all of us can grow and really start thinking about, you know, how, how we do react because we have control over that. Definitely. That is one of the things we can, we can't control what happens, but we can control how we react to it. Mm -hmm. Now for you, um, as a woman, a lot of women in the industry have had to juggle having a career having a family, maybe kids. Is that something that you were um, dealing with or struggling with as well? I am the queen of juggling. Um, <laughs> I early in my career, I was a single mother, um, had a had a toddler when I started started my career in the industry. Um, now a blended family with four 20 something children, um, you know, and in, in raising them while building a business, a very fast paced um, growing business was, I just went by so fast and there was never, there was never a minute to kind of step back and be in awe of, of everything that I was being able to juggle. It was mm -hmm. a lot, but I think that I think that every experience is an opportunity. Um, I'm, I'm a very silver linings kind of girl. And I look at raising my children, two girls, two boys, um, and I believe that all of them have, while they didn't necessarily have as much of my time as I would have liked to have given them, um, what I did give them in return is um, a basis for what a strong work ethic looks like. Um, all of them grew up in a very competitive household. So from sports to being driven with their, um, their school, and now as they're starting their careers, I, you know, I, I hope that at least my daughters will have the ability to <laughs> try to take on juggling with an open mind and a drive that, you know, what's going to happen is going to happen. So Indeed. And I think that's, that's, it's finding that balance, I think for women, especially because a lot of the, you know, yes, you were a single, a single mom in some cases, when there is a father child rearing, a lot of times falls on the woman. So, yeah. you know, juggling passions with your career, with your children can be a difficulty. Um, do you think that that kind of balance or finding a balance is getting better or getting worse? Oh, I think it's much, much better, okay. um, much better than what it was when I was younger and my children were younger. Um, and I think that I was, I am, still am very lucky that my husband is a very active um, parent. So, you know, I mean, four, we were outnumbered. I was definitely outnumbered. I definitely it without some help. Um, and now you, there's much more focus on work-life balance. There's much more focus on, um, you know, being a mom is a, is a full-time job. So there's more of an appreciation for it, I think now than there was 25 years ago when mm -hmm. I started in this industry. Now, 
you are in a leadership role within phase three. Um, you're also one of the founders of phase three. So in, I'm guessing that you've not hit that proverbial glass ceiling. I mean, obviously you're, you are a founder, you're one of the founders, I guess, in your opinion, how can women, you know, deal with that? How can they make sure that they're getting paid equally? I mean, that's a huge thing that we're hearing across the board. Um, and I think I think women are still struggling that in many different industries. I would agree. I think that um, learning how to have real conversations um, around what the expectations are in your role, um, what milestones and achievements have to have to be reached to um, not only receive a promotion, but being very open about what your expectations are as far as salary is concerned. You know, I think that especially right now where um, the pendulum has really swung more to anyone who's willing to work, you've got a lot more say so in what um, what your earning potential looks like in comparison to years ago. Now, is there still a um, an imbalance between male and female? Yes. Um, but I think very much like a focus on more work life. I think there's much more attention to balanced pay for for equal responsibilities, no matter what the gender, you know, what gender anyone is. Yeah. Now, a question about, and one of the things that a lot of women, especially in leadership roles feel, um, they get, you know, it's called the imposter syndrome. Is that something that you've ever had an issue with? I'm guessing it's probably no, just because of your personality, but I could be wrong. Um, but is that, you know, have you ever felt that imposter syndrome? And if so, how do you navigate through it? Or is there something you can offer to women that have other women that might be dealing with that? I have not personally felt it. Um, I am a big proponent of knowing your worth. In other words, um, and I, I think when you peel back the layers, it's confidence. Mm -hmm. um, I know the value that I bring to our organization. I know the value that I bring to my family. I know the value that I bring to you, you know, my my friends and what have you. And I think that even if that is not an inherent confidence that you have, I do think some of it can be learned. And, you know, taking that approach, just like with your, with your healthcare, uh, your life, you know, stating what you want, understanding what the expectations are, stating what your expectations are, and, you know, having real com conversations, having real discussions about it, which don't have to be confrontational. Um, you know, I think at a, at a minimum, each one of us needs to be able to do that. And once we've set out what our expectations are, here's what I'm, you know, my understanding of what my responsibilities are, and here's where I want to be, what do I have to do to get there? And then once that's out there, I, it should be, it should be very clear. I can either do it and I do it or I don't. <laughs> so, um, but I think it all starts with being able to have those conversations and know, knowing your worth. Mm -hmm. And then, uh, you know, that also begs the question is how do you, how do you quantify your worth? Uh, um, I think that uh, that's a, that's a great question. Um, 
I think the first person that each one of us has to answer to is ourselves. Mm-hmm. In other words, you know, if you can get up every day and look yourself in the mirror and say to yourself, you know, I know I'm doing a good job. I know I'm getting after it as far as work is concerned. Um, I, you know, I, I know we're having this, me and me and me are having this conversation that I am really working towards everything that I need to do to get where I want to be. Um, I think it starts there. And if you're doing that, you know, that the not worrying about what you can control, but those are the things that you can control. Mm-hmm. And I think beyond that, if you have found yourself in an, env- in an environment that does not appreciate the value that you bring to you, that organization, um, I, I encourage you to find an organization that does value your worth because there are a lot of them out there. There are mm-hmm. a lot of platforms that, um, and organizations that, that value the employee and are a platform for growth. Um, so I think if you're not in the right in the environment, the right spot, you know, change, change your seat, change your view, <laughs> go find, go find the right spot for you. Yeah. You're not a tree. You can move. That's right. <laughs> right. So, yeah. Now you're in a leadership position. So I guess my question to you is how important is it to have women in those positions, like as a founder, as an EVP, um, especially in the printing industry, which as we said, is still very much male dominated. How important is it to have women in those top positions? You know, I think that um, I try and we as an organization try to find the right person for the role, Mm -hmm. you know, whoever that person is. Um, And what we have found, especially with what we do, that um, some of the innate characteristics that women have, um, you know, the ability to multitask, um, the um, nurture, nurturing um, characteristic is something that works well in our industry. You know, there's a lot of details. It's very fast paced. Um, you're juggling a lot of things at one time and the, not just the desire to succeed, but the kind of the desire to make it all okay, to make Mm -hmm. everything work out the way that it should. Um, we find a lot of times that women do better in those positions, um, and, call it what you want. If it's because we're, we're multitasking the family and the job and, you know, <laughs> raising our kids and going to the grocery store and doing all of the things that life requires. Um, so when you look throughout our organization in comparison to others out there, even in our industry, we have a lot of women in leadership and, um, it is, because those women were the right fit for the position. Um, when I look at our executive leadership team, I'm your girl. Um, I'm, <laughs> it's just me. I'm the executive <laughs> leadership team. But I think that um, we're very lucky that all of our owners and senior leadership really appreciate the employee for the employee and not, you know, just what they bring to our organization. And I guess also, I mean, you are, as you mentioned, you're the only one at the top. Your, is your opinion equally weighted compared to the men? I think so. Um, I think that 
Um, you know, I've had the opportunity to work with these gentlemen for a long time. Mm -hmm. Um, and I believe that, um, myself along with every, everyone else on the leadership team, we've earned each other's respect. Um, haven't de demand, of course I do demand respect, but, uh, we've earned each other's respect. So I think that all of us have a equally weighted voice. Mm -hmm. And, um, I think that each of us at times have a different perspective that we can bring to the group and to the organization. And, you know, if, if it's about being a female, you know, they're all looking to me to answer that question. <laughs> yeah. I doubt that they can answer that question very not uh, usually, factually. or at least not correctly. Yeah, definitely not. Mm -hmm. Um, but that's good. I mean, that's something, and it's, to get those very, those different, um, perspectives, I think is really important for any organization because I mean, a lot of them, you know, a lot of print shops, they might just have a CEO, they might have some senior management that they lean on, but whether or not they listen to those perspectives is the other question. But the fact that you all have the, um, the respect of each other and you value, um, all the different perspectives, I think makes for a, a much stronger company too. Agree. I definitely agree. It, um, we all depend on each other. Our success depends on each other. Um, mm -hmm. we're still, while we're a mid-market company, we're still small enough that when one of us isn't on our game that day, everyone else potentially feels it. There's, there's really no fluff positions in our organization. Each, um, individual has a very important role to play in the success of the, the greater entity. Mm -hmm. Everybody has to pull their own weight. I mean, That's like right. you said, you buy, you, 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 you hire based on, um, what's a fit for the job, which, you know, it's not, you're check, you're not checking a box for some type of, you know, diversity or inclusion. It's who fits for the job, which I think is more beneficial because then you're going to get the best group and the best team Definitely. for the company. Definitely. So I guess one question I have about just women who are looking to be leaders within the print industry, what do you think is some of the most dangerous behaviors or traits that can derail somebody from taking a leadership position, from a woman taking a leadership position? Um, I think that... You know, I think first and foremost, where where I was touching on earlier about knowing knowing your worth, if you're mm -hmm. if you take the approach of you just feel like you have to prove yourself all the time and that everyone's challenging you, it comes across as defensive versus, you know, here is what I bring um, to my team, to the company, to my clients. Um, I also think that it's very important to be consistent, um, you know, that emotional pendulum, like we talked about before, try not to, um, lead, lead with emotion. Um, easier said than done sometimes it is definitely, it definitely is. And that's when, you know, and for me, it's, I've gotten, I've gotten better at it with practice, you know, mm -hmm. practice, practice every day. I tell my kids, um, your emotions take practice. Um, it, I think that too, you know, too much emotion, um, leads to people not hearing you, whatever, whatever message you're trying to be heard on, the more emotional you are about it. There, and there's a difference between being passionate and being emotional. Um, 
I think the more emotional you are about it potentially opens um, a door to kind of being disregarded. Like she was really upset or she was very angry about that or, you know. So I, you know, I, the, I would give the advice to practice with your emotions, mm -hmm. <laughs> take a pause. You know, if something is really, um, really got you that, you know, there's nothing wrong with stepping away for a few minutes, kind of getting yourself in check. Um, I think that can be very dangerous. I also think that, and which I, I keep landing on this whole confidence side of things, mm -hmm. don't get distracted. Um, you know, there, there's always going to be chatter and there's always going to be something, some, somebody out there is going to have something negative to say. Um, and don't, don't let that distract you. Um, don't get caught up in it. There's just, there's only so many hours in the day and not a single one of them should be spent on that drama. <laughs> Understandable. And honestly, everybody has, everybody has an opinion about something. Always. So I fall into that category too. I mean, I'm very opinionated <laughs> as well, but. which is fine. But the mm -hmm. thing is, I know some people are very worried about that. Mm -hmm. Um, and maybe, you know, maybe women to a more, a more extent as well, you know, they tend to hear that chatter and, you know, does that, how does that impact their self-esteem or, you know, oh, then they, like we said, there's the, the, those stereotypes that, you know, oh, I'm being too aggressive or, you know, or some other unflattering things that exactly. can be said about women. But if you can pair that to a man that's doing the same thing, oh, he's, he's a go-getter, you know, it's so it's, I think, I think all of us, you know, just, we need to stop that kind of thought as well, because mm -hmm. it's just not healthy or helpful, I think. I completely agree. And I think that if you, you know, just generally speaking, when you look at women, um, we need to get better at lifting each other up rather than getting caught in that chatter and the, mm -hmm. not, you know, somebody can always find something ugly to say. Um, it doesn't always, why, you know, why, what good does that do mm -hmm. versus, using it as an opportunity to coach someone or help, help lift them up or help, you know, redirect them in the direction that they should be going in. That's much more productive. Yes, indeed. So, um, as we're kind of wrapping up, I guess my question is, what do you wish you could tell people about the printing industry and, or your career path? Cause you've had a unique career path, you know, moving into printing. Oh my goodness. Well, um, I think for the printing side of it, um, you know, that printing's dead, print's not dead. Print st can still be a very sexy thing, depending upon what it is that you're doing. And you start getting into fabrication and see all the, how excited I get about it. Mm -hmm. Um, so great industry to be in, especially if you're like me that creative, but I couldn't, I couldn't draw like I, can't do any of that it figures um, more or less. <laughs> no, I mean, mine aren't even good. This <laughs> is a great outlet to be part of that creative, um, just being part of something big and fun like that. As far as my career path is concerned, I think that, um, the one thing I would say would be, don't, don't be afraid of new challenges. You know, everything is an opportunity. Um, I'm all about silver linings. So, you know, if, if you have an interest as far as 
printing is concerned, but are like, it's a lot to learn. Sure. Sure. Sure it is, but it's worth it. It's fun. It's really cool. <laughs> it's fulfilling. It is. In many ways. It is. If you like fast pace and you like going out into your everyday life and seeing things and experiencing um, things that you're part of making. Um, mm-hmm. You walk into a restaurant, you go into a store, you go to an event, you um, travel to a different place, you go to a sporting event. You can be a part of all of that. You're creating, you're helping create whatever that experience is through print. Yeah. And that's, and that's something that's so unique to our Mm -hmm. industry. It is. Now, speaking about women um, that are looking to grow their own businesses or even grow within their organizations that they are, what advice would you give them? Obviously confidence, know your worth. I got those. Is there any other advice you would give to women that are either they're looking to go out maybe on their own grow, start their own business, or even if they don't have that, you know, maybe that's not their way to grow within the organization they already are within? Um, I think that I'm a proponent of setting goals and again, having a real conversation with yourself. Um, business is hard. It's just hard, no matter how you slice it up. The You can have a dream job, um, a dream career, but it's still going to be really hard. Mm-hmm. Um, and you have to be up for the challenge. When you talk about starting your own business, it's not for the faint of heart. Um, you know, you really have to go into that with the mindset of having a willingness to do whatever it takes to get, get to the finish line, whatever the finish line is. Um, and if that's not your gig, um, in you want to grow within your career, setting your goals, you know, if you want to be in leadership, um, you know, leading other people, is not something you can go take a class on. Um, You have to be passionate and inspire people to follow you. That's how you lead. Um, If you want to just move up the ranks from a title standpoint, again, it's understanding what the responsibilities are and setting your mind to to it that you're going to get all of those things done and putting yourself in an environment that um, embraces that opportunity for people to grow. All right. Awesome. My last question is for those women who might be looking at the printing industry as a possible career, what advice would you give them? Um, Oh, jump in and give it a try. It's, it it is, it can be um, very fulfilling. It can be um, very challenging. It is an opportunity to learn something new and arguably work within any industry that's out there. I mean, you think about uh, just about every single industry that exists has some element of print to it. So it's a, it's a great industry to be in. Awesome. Jenny, I so enjoyed chatting with you today and thank you for taking the time to be part of our podcast for as part of women's history month. Thank you so much, Denise. I enjoyed today. All right. Awesome. Thanks again. All righty. 